millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. This is Greg Gaynor from Detroit, Michigan. And you're listening to... The Tennis Podcast. That was the voice of our 2018 predictions champion, Greg Gaynor, who is entered again into the Scousel Mousel predictions challenge of 2019 here on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. I'm David Law. Catherine Whitaker is here. Grad Matt is here. We are in the lobby of Catherine's Hotel. You can hear a vacuum cleaner in the background <laughs> at 2.10 a.m. after a tumultuous day of tennis, but one that has ended so late... Room service isn't even working, so Catherine, when we arrived, was eating a cheese sandwich with no butter and a pepperoni. <laughs> that is... My first of two pepperonis. Yes, that is the sort of cuisine and nutrition that we have here on the Tennis Podcast halfway through a tournament in the middle of the night. And the reason it is the middle of the night is because we have just witnessed six hours of epic tennis uh, starting, and I think we need to start here on episode 501 folks because we we should say we forgot <laughs> to tell everybody on the podcast that it was episode 500 yesterday so happy 501 it, it, thank you very much yeah <laughs> happy 501 matt thank you yeah right. this, is, this is about number 21 for me but yes okay well you know uh, we, we've you're on the team now uh, and 501 episodes and I think all of them have mentioned the name Roger Federer at one time or another uh, and yeah. this, so is this one going to but he's out he is out the hands of the man who is probably ultimately responsible for my sad cheese sandwich butterless cheese sandwich dinner uh, <laughs> Stefano Sitsipas who Did other, other than that, that I'm, over, I'm overall not resentful of no Everything else he's done this evening has been good, except that bit. Um, because he said yes to a Eurosport interview after his extraordinary uh, four-set victory in the most breathtaking, dramatic, spine-tingling match um, on the men's side of the tournament. Uh, he said yes to the interview. It took about four hours to come to press, during which time I got the call because I was back in my hotel room in my pants. I'd already ordered room service. It was gonna. It was a burger. It was gonna be great. I'd ordered a lovely crisp glass of white, and I get the call saying we've got a Citizen Pass interview. Would, would you like to do it? Of course, I'd like to do it. 
great get down here now so um i considered going in pajamas i am recording this podcast in pajamas but instead i i hauled some clothing on but just to clarify um because this is why everyone's tuning in room service is still operational but that burger that i'd ordered presumably there was a man standing at my door for for most of the evening just knocking with the burger right. and i'm now too ashamed to call back room service to I'm reorder not. a burger so i've had a matt go on go and call them with, I, I with thanks that. to 7-eleven i've had a butterless cheese sandwich yeah. and uh two pepperonis okay so on the plus I'm, I'm good side. to go but let's talk tennis <laughs> yeah, let's talk tennis here on the cheese sandwich podcast um so what do we think about this match federer's defeat first of all was this like his defeats against Kevin Anderson and John Millman? Um, because he lost in four sets. He's only played in the last year three matches that have gone beyond three sets, and he's lost a lot. Yeah, that was a very interesting stat you dug up, dug up there, I thought. Um, Grand, Grand Matt's saying I dug up a good stat. <laughs> and, and he won the first set in all those, all those matches. So why is he losing these leads, which is you know something he needs to to look at um, and actually really it was a match that sort of changed on that second set tiebreak I thought because Federer was probably the better player up until then he, he was the one fluffing his lines on break points but at least he was creating them and then somehow Sitsipas dug out that second set tiebreak and I always think with Federer he's got this tremendous sense of the moment he's able to sort of turn it on sort of know when when to take a dip when when to press and I thought Sitsipas really had that as well and he he rose in all the big moments and then in the second half of the match he was the better player and it was actually Federer who was the one sort of hanging on a little bit and he did well to push it so so sort of close in all those in those final two sets I've never seen such an extraordinary ability to rise to the occasion to play the big yeah in the macro and the micro sense to play the big points well I mean the average the average service game length at the end of that first set over the first two sets was five minutes for sit to pass and one minute 15 for Federer I know he plays quickly on his own serve but that is an extraordinary discrepancy and tells you everything about the ease the relative ease with which they were holding serve Federer was Federer was dominating both pressure those sets. Pressure he was dealing with. Absolute, constant pressure. Mm. And most people feel like, well, I'm going to give way eventually. I'm just hanging on, I'm hanging on. But it, he mentally looked to me like he felt like he was always in control, despite the scoreboard. And I and I, I, I find that extraordinary. And, and um, you just... In matches like that where it's, you know, a potential changing of the guard match, which is what we're now pitching this as, and which in press conference it's a pass seemed pretty comfortable with it being pitched as. <laughs> um, usually you're waiting for the younger guy to crack for the bow to break. And in this, I wasn't even waiting for it. I wasn't even... I could see see from the word go really that that's not he what this guy it. does he can just handle it Federer's two chances were to beat him by playing amazing tennis um, or to wear him down physically and we did see him have massage to his legs in late in that fourth set to, to Sitsabas's legs 
Um, but you're right, the way he carries himself, and that's why I thought I thought he had a chance of winning this is just because of his sheer presence, the way he he carries himself. I mean, apart from the fact that I think his game generally actually matches up really well against Federer uh, because he has a bit of everything. He has that dexterity and ability to rescue situations within a rally but then inject pace. He he plays like he plays like a grown-up, you know. It's no, he's not a junior like Shapovalov still looks even though he hits the ball hard. He he made Shapovalov and I mean almost Zverev. They made them look like children tonight, didn't he? You know, that performance compared to the vast majority of... Well, that's the thing. Zverev has not produced yeah. anything... On that stage. At, ...at a slam yet. He's done it. He did it at the tour finals, but... That, well. that description of rising to the moment and the occasion is, is not something yet that you, can, um, that you can apply to Zverev. And can you imagine how much Zverev, knowing what we know about their relationship, hated what happened tonight yeah you know that answer that you got from Kyrgios at the start of the tournament about oh no I don't mind seeing my young rivals my contemporaries uh, do well you know I don't see us as competitors that ain't Zverev's attitude (laughs) (laughs) he he did not enjoy tonight I'm quite sure I don't think he did either Um, the I, I personally thought that Federer played pretty well tonight I don't oh he did I did not feel that this was the same as those other two matches um, and that's why I think what Sidsapas did tonight was so mind-blowing he beat him in four sets in a sharpshooters contest I mean crikey that takes some doing there was no bailing out from Federer yeah um, which, he was tight the whole game was tight wasn't yeah, it yeah was which, which there absolutely was with with Milman and and possibly latterly in that Anderson match as well but certainly vividly and it, it, without question in, in that Millman match and we know how challenging the physical conditions were in, in the John Millman match but <clears throat> we'll never know the answer to this I don't think um, but uh, I, I don't think that Federer lost that match physically however I think he knew he would lose it physically if it went to five and that puts a different complexion on it for him in that fourth set. That he's not used to feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't do this if it goes to five. It was almost anticipation of not being able to do it physically. I think became a became a factor the the need to win that fourth set. And and he said he said he felt he needed to win that second set in his press conference. Wow. He said you know that was he really he said I have massive regrets over not winning that second set and. Just not taking my break points, perhaps because he because he did think you know if I don't win this, it's going to be at least four sets, and you know the chances are I might lose one of the next two. Since past playing so well, suddenly we're in a fifth. On the on Federer's level, yeah, I agree. I thought it was pretty good, but I did think his forehand was a little bit all over the place. I must say, and part of that I think was probably Sitsipas pressuring him, and Sitsipas got that ability to take the ball early and kind of do what do to Federer what he does to other people take their time away um, but he there were quite a lot of forehand errors I picked up from Federer but you know I agree with you most of the credit has to go to Sitsipas well, it wasn't you, a bad Federer performance you are always going to make errors when oh you're, for sure when you're going for it the way he does and, and he, he hit more than 60 winners oh yeah so and and between them they came into the net over a hundred times right I mean when was the last time Crikey. you saw and Sitsipas 
he can, he can handle volley. himself, can't he? At the net, <laughs> Crikey, yeah. doesn't panic, does he? There's one way. That's, had... that's the match that he wanted. You know, I watched that practice session yesterday. They were preparing for it to be that match. That's that's how they wanted it to be. Yeah, what he said, he's been watching a lot of YouTube videos of Federer's matches. Yeah, did, didn't he sort of explain to us all what YouTube was? He did. Press <laughs> <laughs> and there was a moment where I thought he compared himself to Tommy Robredo. Which, he didn't explicitly name Tommy Robredo. In fact, he went out of his way not to, to not name Tommy Robredo, which I think is a, sh- a shame if he was referring to Tommy Robredo because it would have made his day. <laughs> But he said he was inspired by a performance, a recent-ish, you know... In the last few years. In the last few years, he said, performance by somebody with a similar game style to him that beat Federer at the US Open. Single-handed back. It can only be Tommy Rowena. It can only be Tommy. Go on, Tommy. Um... (laughs) He he also he also said on the su- just on the subject of things said in in press afterwards. Um, I mean, sits about you can pick up. I mean, he is a quote machine, at, but without meaning to be a quote machine. It's just everything he says is absolute gold dust. Um, he said, "I'm here to win the tournament." You know, he's not, <laughs> he's not done. He this said, is the start, he, said he said, "I presume I'll be able to produce that against Bautista Rugat, and if I do, obviously I'll win." That is a slight paraphrase, but that's what I took from it um and and going back to to Federer Federer said he intends to play the clay he which did is he, noteworthy. he said that to the Swiss press that's a big deal isn't it I mean that he hasn't played on clay for the last two years correct yeah so He's yeah uh, and, and I think I think the gist of what I read was that he it was about experiences and enjoying it again but he said I want to have fun yeah which I can't really imagine Stogging out on the clay at Roland Garros yeah, is going to be that well, fun, but I, it's different kind of tennis. Um, but I think he, yeah, it's about. I think it is experiences. He wants to experience it one last time. Well, well, that's the th- question. Those are the words, isn't it? It says to me that you know, I'm not saying this is last Federer's year on tour. This is, this is Federer's last year on tour. I'm saying he thinks there's a chance it could be yeah. a decent chance it could be, yeah. and therefore wants to make sure. The only way to now make sure that he sees Paris one last time, well, red Paris rather than indoor Paris, is to play clay this year. Yeah. That's what I read and, into and, and I thought that if he is targeting the Olympics, you know, to play the Olympics, I'd be surprised if he wanted to add a lot of clay into his schedule next year. True. Very good point. Yeah. And um, surely he is, regardless, regardless of how he feels now, sh- I... I can you envisage unless he gets a big injury he ain't going to retire before that Olympics no, is he unless best he, unless, of three sets no, hard court I, Olympics I, I think he'll go for that I think that would make sense for him to go for uh, that match had the feel of 2001 Wimbledon for me Sampras against Federer that's that's what Sitsabas thinks that's also on is his it? YouTube playlist yeah on his YouTube playlist interestingly he cites his idols growing up as Sampras and Federer the guy's 20 right yeah Sampras won his last US Open in 2002 Mm -hmm. that's 17 years ago yeah he was three (laughs) and of course Pete Sampras has got some Greek ancestry yeah Uh, and I think that 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 might play into that a little bit as well 
Um, but just, I mean, look, obviously, I think the, the thing, the knee-jerk reaction when I mentioned that match on Twitter is to say, oh, so, so you're writing off Federer and, and you're all this. No, I'm not doing that. And I'm also not saying Sitsabas is going to win 20 slams. And, I mean, look, Federer lost the next match against Tim Henman. Pete Sampras went on and won another, another Grand Slam. These things can happen. Bautista could beat Sitsipas. I mean, he beat Chilich today. He's beaten Andy Murray. He's beaten John Millman. It, it could certainly happen. Um, I don't think it will. I think Sitsipas will come back and do it again. But um, it, was, it was the manner in which he kind of took him on at his own game that reminded me of Federer against Sampras and... Sitsipas was a clear winner. He, he described it best himself. Both that match in 2001 and his match today, he said, when idols become rivals. Oh, goodness. He just tossed that out there to a room full of journalists. <laughs> scribble, scribble, scribble. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. And it wasn't even the, close to being the biggest shock of the day. It might have been the biggest moment of the day. It wasn't the biggest shock of the day. No, I suppose. I suppose in terms of really surprises of the day, that would be Kerber, wouldn't it? Uh, and there not, were people not... around the place that thought that Sitsipas might win tonight. Yes. There was nobody that thought Kerber was losing love and two no. to Danielle Collins. No, and I mean Danielle Collins is a good player, but still, that that we were watching that. That is one together, of the most breathtaking. No. Stunning results in Grand Slam history, and at what what Collins and Sitsipas have in common is their complete self-assuredness yeah. about it all, and an element of 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 being comfortable being a disruptor, of being mm. comfortable with with not necessarily fitting in exactly with yeah. with what their respective tours want them to be, um, and and what maybe players want them to be and media might expect players to be and even fans I mean Collins some of the quotes she came out with she is positively confrontational mm-hmm. and she, she used the word disruptor I think that that's a good word she does not care who she upsets and I think it's I think it's great it's yeah, great. Well, it's all I, part of her game plan. Yeah I've never seen anything <laughs> so fearless today yeah. it was it was unreal Kerber was utterly shell-shocked. How she was waiting I, for the other shoe to drop. How about when I showed you that come on? She did it yeah. in, literally in, in her, her face. face. Literally in her face. That'd be like if I did it right now. <laughs> and I'm not going to because I'm... Yeah, up at the oh. net she'd hit a drop shot. Kerber was trying to get there so she was running towards her. They were about to sort of clash heads. Lock, literally lock horns. Well, not literally because they don't have horns but you know what I mean. Um, and and uh, Daniel Collins did, a, I think, a double double arms fist on. pump in her face. And she, and she did it with a full stare out and everything. She is a <laughs> heck of a story. I can't think of any other notable female player uh, in recent times that's come through the college system. It, it was a very conscious decision by her to do it. She speaks incredibly reflectively about it. She said, I see all these people around me that made this, you know, life-defining decision aged 14. And I think that's not smart. It's smart if you end up being Maria Sharapova or whatever, but for most of them it doesn't end up being smart. And, you know, we, we discussed it b- before my interview with her, David, her... Her feeling of liberation for having 
that college degree with her, knowing yeah. that she always has something to fall back on. Yeah. Her pride at having that degree. I think she was the first member of her family to go to college. She didn't come from much. There is absolutely no sense of entitlement about her at all, which I think is why she can kind of get away a bit more than some with being so in your face, you know. there's You can see how she's fought tooth and nail for all of it. Um, and I think she's fantastic. She's going to upset some players, but uh, her view appears to be, well, so be it. Good. Good. Fine. Let's have it. Yeah, she she plays it. Anastasia Pavlochenkova next, who has shot... got one right. Yeah. I finally have a correct prediction yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning when no one was watching. And you, were, you were a bit worried. David was watching. David that. was David commentating. David was watching eagerly from the Five Live commentary booth. I have to say, I mean, there's not many occasions in the last 25 years when I have lamented being asked to watch a tennis match for a living um, but on that particular occasion at the start of the third set at two in the morning uh, I was slightly slightly upset and I know this is a point that's been made before so we won't dwell on it but that wasn't because of the quality of the tennis match that was a decent tennis match and it shouldn't have been put on after a men's match that was always going to be or always yeah. had a strong likelihood of, of going long a better way to do it would have been to put a doubles match after that wouldn't it or something like that you know um, but they, they might st- have made you commentate on that <laughs> no we're putting McEnroe and McEnroe versus uh, <laughs> Johansson and Harhus. that's the show <laughs> opener tomorrow brought to you by David Law on ball his by own. ball yeah uh, <laughs> Stevens were, had a point for she had three break points for 5-1 first set and Pavlochenkova who is one of the game's underachievers in my opinion yes. she she has such a, she has a massive she's game she's got everything she's ranked in the 40s right now I mean she has been in, in the teens in the past but you know her first Australian Open was 2007 12 years ago I remember when she was the um, highest ranked teenager in the world yeah um, and she and, she, she won all had it, it had it all she won I think she won two slams the first two slams of the year as a junior once um, but I don't know it hasn't come together so far but she just blasted Stevens off the court really today um, and her and Collins <laughs> could be pretty tasty I mean we, we, you, you sent me a link or two to the running that Stevens and Pavlyshenko had had um, and yeah Collins is going to be right there Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. 
Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. What else has happened today? What oh. are the notable results? Ash, Ash Barty. Barty. Let's do Ash Barty. Yeah. you got to fight for the right to Barty. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> and she won 6-4 in the third. I almost went for the uh, the Jamie Vardy's having a party chant, but substituting the word. But it doesn't go well. It's not as good as that, is it? <laughs> no. Um, so, also, I don't think broadcastable. Anyway. Okay. Uh, she was 4-love up in the deciding set. She ended up winning 6-4. Six, six, and I wasn't watching this. It was a bit of a squeaker, wasn't it? Yeah, she saw the finish line and... Sharapova, you know, shackles came off a little bit because Sharapova's game after she won the first set completely collapsed. I fell apart. Completely. Someone said it was like a, it was like a poorly made Sharapavlova, and it, <laughs> and it just, it just completely fell apart. The double faults, rather cruelly, on the uh, Australian Open app. You can search by statistics, and they have tournament leader with like a little trophy, and, and they have it for double faults. <laughs> <laughs> and Sharapova has got that trophy. I think she hit something like 27 double faults to her four matches. I mean, just a ton today. Um, and Ashley Barty's sl- slicing and dicing, and you know, really threw her off a bit. And she said at the end, you know, I just had to keep chipping away, and it literally was that. Literally, because yeah. her her chip slice, Ashley Barty, is just it's such a joy to watch. Such a such a modern take on a classic game that she has. She, her backhand is sort of classic, and her forehand, she really goes after it. She's a she's a foil to Maria Sharapova in every possible way, yeah. isn't she? Made for a good match, and and actually, it was a. It was pretty tasty out there, wasn't it, as well? Because Sharapova was was trying a few things, perhaps. She had that well, seven-minute seven bathroom break. break. Yeah. And the and fans we know the loser booed her quite a lot nearby. I know there are some outside courts where... Well, Ash Barty thinks on. she went back to the locker room. Well, are they allowed to do that? So seven minute, a seven-minute bathroom break, and then there was a... There was, she got given a time violation yeah. which, which, which is greeted as though Ash Barty won the tournament <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then afterwards she was asked by uh, one of the journalists in the press conference about whether that, those circumstances upset her and she said uh, what did she say? She says, what do you expect me she to said, say to I that? Think that mm. What do you expect me to say to that? And, she's, and, and, he, and then he, he repeated he, it. He, he said, well, oh, maybe you could just tell the truth. <laughs> and she said, I think that's a silly question. Yeah. 
And then she was asked a question that she's been asked plenty of times before, I believe by Stu Fraser. Yeah. Uh, you were taking, uh, um, you were taking meldonium legally for for health concerns for for many years. Have you found no, a, actually, a no, substitute? I think I think what he said was, how does that affect you in these? Does that physical affect matches? you in these physical matches? And she said. And she said, "Is there another question, please?" Is there another please? question, please? Yeah. I don't, in fact, I'm not sure there was a please. The look on her face. I mean, I saw the video of those two circumstances, those two questions. And, oh dear, it was it was uncomfortable but to look at. Bottom line, she's not that relevant to force in tennis anymore. You know, fourth round. She she's she's just settled at a sort of third, fourth round. You know, this was good. she obviously beat defending champion and everything. She can still put in good performances. Yeah, like when like, she beat Hallett. You know, like most the players Open. ranked sort of 20, 30 in the world or whatever. She's she was 30th seed here, wasn't she? Um, so she'll, she'll probably remain, or jump a little bit on that. But this is where she is. She's not really realistically a contender for for grand slams and i'm going to go back to scheduling just quickly again Mm. very very quickly but your your home your only home player with a realistic prospect of winning the thing i know that's a stretch but you know relative to the other aussies against a five-time grand slam champion who you know was was your star player at the draw last year in instead of Serena Williams I just can't see a scenario where that match the equivalent men's match would have been put second on in the day session well, but where would you have put it first on the night session ahead of Federer against Tsitsipas yeah well yeah because like I, I what think they're doing women, tomorrow with Halep Serena yeah I think a women's match should go first in the night session and I I would have put that women's match but, there but do you but then aren't we in the same position of just having ridiculous o'clock matches yes but you don't have matches starting Starting. at such ridiculous o'clock and you also people are more likely to stay late for a match they're already invested in Mm. than to stay for the start of a new match you you would end up with less i mean i can i can certainly promise you that 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 scheduling of pavlichenko stevens was just that was no good for anybody. It was just depressing, no, to be honest. And they played really well, and there were about 500 people in a 14,000-seat stadium. So it was disappointing. And if you'd reversed the matches, there wouldn't have been 500 people left at the end of Federer Sitsipas, even if it was at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm. I've asked the question, by the way, again, about, um, about the scheduling of, of Halep and Venus Williams, and I've been promised I will get an answer, and I still haven't got one yet, but I'm going to keep going. Um, so we'll find out David's email updates Uh, that's a new segment on the podcast (laughs) Francis Francis Tiafo I've been told I I should say it not Tiafo Tiafo has beaten Grigor Dimitrov 7576-6775 he was fantastic again wasn't he I mean I feel for Grigor we were watching that together as well and and I did think in that fourth set I thought maybe Tiafo, Tiafo had gone but he just kept on coming I th- is that a, a minor under? I think there was there was one moment. I mean, we're, we're all, we've all got carried away with Griggle at moments this week. But you said, "Oh, he's got this." Who? <laughs> Griggle. Oh, in the fourth set, I thought he had. No, no, I, I, I absolutely own that. Uh, it was it was when Agassi stood up at the end of the third, yeah. and I thought, right, 
the connection that Catherine told me all about between the two. <laughs> and you could see Agassiz giving it the big fist pump. And, and we know that Agassiz won slams later in his career and all the rest of it. And I, and then we saw Tiafo get some treatment and, and yeah. he still prevailed. I mean, it was mightily impressive. It was, I mean, he's, he's for all the incredible moments we've had today, Tiafo is uh, the only player that's made me cry. Oh, um, what was it that did it? That reaction of his, and um, I could see that it was o- overwhelming. We were unfortunately watching all of that on mute. We were in a multi-screen media yeah. situation, so all the screens are on mute. So I went back and watched that on-court interview that he did. Mm. Um, oh, he's perfect, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolute perfection. What he said, you know, talking about ten years ago, I promised my mum that I'd I'd make it and change my parents' lives and here I am and goodness me if you what a lovely if story you, if yeah if you can't if you can't um, get swept up in that then what can you get swept yeah. up in Roberto Bautista got 6-4 in the fifth his third five set match victory out of four uh, beating Marin Cilic last year's runner up so fantastic performance from him um, he will now face Sitsabas won't he is yeah, that right? I know who sits yeah. best thinks winning is winning that. <laughs> <laughs> Nadal absolutely wiped the floor oh, with Thomas Burdick. Wasn't expecting that. Four minutes. It was six love. Six two loves. Love. Six love. Six one. Seven six. Yeah. Was, the big six question love, was it six love two love yeah. before he won a game? Yeah. Because yeah, oh. the big question everyone had this morning was, is Thomas Burdick going to upset? Rafael Nadal and, and David about, had the answer and about half an hour in it was is Thomas Burdett actually going to win a game against <laughs> Rafael Nadal it all changed so quickly and that match was happening simultaneously with TFO TFO what well, being two sets love up and it may be looking mm. like the sort of most dramatic period of that match and Danielle Collins sploshing was Simon Briggs's word sploshing <laughs> his pick for the title, Angelique Kerber. And then, sort of, you look up, and since you last looked at the screen, um, Thomas Burdick has gone eight love down <laughs> on Rod Laver Arena, and, and you he just had a go, 28% oh, well, I, you know, serve, don't yeah. need to look at that screen anymore. I mean, you know, Thomas... I must oh. say, then, Nadal is, A, playing a lot better than I thought he would, B, getting through these matches so quickly that he's not, you know... His, his physical condition isn't so much of a concern that we thought it might be. And C, with a few players in that section of the draw losing, you know, Anderson's lost, Federer's lost now, you know, he's still got tough matches ahead of him, but the draw has opened up and he's just playing really well. And Do- could have, he, he, he did play well on the non-clay events last year, I think we probably should give him credit for what he did do in well, those yeah. matches. The it's problem a- is he just fell apart physically yeah. but if he's capable physically his tennis is right there no it, it really is uh, I think the one thing just to add uh, on the Sitsipas and Tiafo points it's it's I, I know people get upset when Federer loses and all the rest of it and some people will lose interest in the tournament and all everything but a lot of people also discovered Stefanos Sitsipas today it's really good for the sport it, it's far better to have a handover in which these guys rip it from them like that and announce themselves on the big stage by being in the Roger Federer spotlight for a bit than it would mm-hmm. be for Federer to just 
go off with a whimper and 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 have a have his finish and then the others pick up the pieces yeah well my brother who is the world's biggest federer fan whose youtube recommendations are entirely roger federer highlights reels uh sent me a message earlier saying well if that's the passing of the baton i'm very pleased with who it's been passed to and i think mm. i mean what federer fan couldn't feel that way really well, so there are a few that don't, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do feel. Buttons for I do. David. <laughs> I do feel when once they come to terms with it, once they can accept that he stops, um, that Sitsipas might be the one that they gravitate towards eventually. A lot of them, anyway. Um, anyway, tomorrow. Uh, by the hey, way, Petra Kvitova. Well done, Petra Kvitova. She. It was an awful long time ago, but boy. Did she not take an awful long time to beat Amanda Anisimova? Yeah, thrashed her. Lost three games. It was brilliant. And now Barty plays Kvitova, rerun of the Sydney final, which was a barnstormer. Who's winning that? I'm unable to, in your Twitter words, n- not do head over heart. I mean, I'll, actually, I love Petra Kvitova, and I, her story's just as good. It's yeah. all great. All the tennis, all the tennis, all this, <laughs> apart from the fact that none of us are sleeping. Why? It's all, the tennis is so great. It's only five to three. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, right, tomorrow, quickly. Uh, Naomi Osaka against Anastasia Sevastova at uh, 12 local time. That would be good. That would be a good match. And then Alexander Zverev against Milos Raonic. Who's been in that? I've got a feeling for Raonic. Yeah, me too. He's playing so well. I'll make up my mind later. Uh, oh. Serena Halep <laughs> Stitch up. <laughs> Serena Halep against Serena Williams. Oh, this is good stuff, this. Right, we're going to predict all these in our newsletter, okay? Uh, Novak Djokovic... <laughs> Novak Djokovic, if you don't fall asleep before then. Novak Djokovic uh, against Daniel Medvedev. I've got my pyjamas on, David. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a footnote, minor. Uh, Madison Keys against Alina Svitolina. Gabini Muguruza against Karolina Pliskova. Who's winning that? I'm going Muguruza. I, think she's I need to look good. at their head-to-head. I think Pliskova's got the, the advantage on the head-to-head. Yeah, but I'm going Muguruza. Um, well, I'm whatever I say, I'll almost certainly be the other person. Hey, you're on a roll now. One out of one. one yeah. out Is that a roll? One out of 12. <laughs> yeah. But one out of my last one. This is one. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. And Borna Chorich. It starts here, episode 501. Borna Chorich. Stuffed out on who? court Luca number Pui. whatever. One Luca five Pui. seven. I, I've got, got I think Chorich yeah. in that, yeah. Okay. I'd Chor- we both had Chorich in our quarters, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we all okay. did, actually. Yeah. Right, I'm going to bed. I'm going to finish my <laughs> beer. Uh, this has been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with the Telegraph, executive produced by TennisBalls.com. Uh, we, our mascot is Rio with a Y, uh, dog. And Catherine and Matt and myself will be back tomorrow. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.